Welcome to Unapologetically Me with your host, Felicia Schenken. This program is designed to bring you great resources in conjunction with the website phillywnc.org to help you break free from the standard flow of work life and become the person you aspire to be. Now, here is your host, Felicia Schenken. Hello, and welcome back to Unapologetically Me. I am your host, Felicia Schenken. Happy February, everyone. We celebrate a day called Valentine's Day here in the U.S., which is a day of celebrating love, love of oneself, family, spouse, friends, and so on. It's nice to have days like this to remind us that we get so much further in this world with love than anything. We are more alike than we are different. Only if we took the time to find out about one another. Wouldn't that be great? So today we have a wonderful guest for you coming from India. So India, I hope you're listening in today. So if you're listening, we welcome all of you in all the other countries that we have picked up over these couple of months. I, um, I welcome you and also want to remind you, if there are questions that you would like to ask of any of my upcoming guests, make sure you send an email to unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. I am very excited to have her on the show um, as the CEO and founder of The Pale Nawani Leadership Company. She is known for getting people to become transformed leaders and achieve breakthrough success in their careers. For almost 21 years, Peya has been a highly sought after leadership speaker, and we have her here for you today. And I'm so honored that she is able to join us today because, again, she is in very high demand. She has been recognized by the Times Group as the most, okay, imagine that, as the most, (laughs) and I have to say that again, influential personality in leadership speaking and executive coaching. Bayel is a global acclaimed Indian American leadership expert, executive coach, and author. Bayel's transformative leadership programs help professionals recognize and overcome their leadership challenges and perform as world-class leaders. So as the CEO and founder of the Payel Nayawani, and I'm, I'm sorry, Payel, if I'm messing up your last name, I'm sorry, leadership company, she is known for helping leaders grow, transform, and succeed. Please help me welcome my guest, Payel. Welcome, Payel. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for this wonderful introduction. And uh, it's such a pleasure to be here talking with you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what did you do before you started your organization, if you don't mind sharing with us? Oh, absolutely. Why not? So, uh, you know, I've had this backstory uh, that I would uh, love to share Uh you know, so uh, it was the year of uh, 2000 when I actually moved from India to the United States. And um, I remember, uh, you know, back then I had just started with my corporate life and I was like any other, uh, you know, person who got seduced into doing MBA because, you know, it's not because of uh, my passion for it, but uh, basically the society, you know, you, you, you want to become a doctor, an engineer, or you want to do an MBA. And I took that traditional path. I started working in an organization. I became, uh, you know, uh, the manager and the head there. And, uh, you know, life was pretty much on track. Uh, When I was in America, I was living the American dream. I was working. I had a good salary. Uh, 
you know, I, I worked for different companies, including government uh, uh, organizations. And life was pretty much on, on track like it would be for any person who has graduated and is looking for a job. And, uh, uh, you know, things began to change when I started to realize that even if you are in one of the most developed countries in the world, you still see a lot of people, a lot of people who are struggling to make it, who are, you know, trying to rise to the ranks, but it's really hard, you know, who are working every single day hard in their lives and the needle doesn't move significantly for them. So uh, that's when the track began to change for me, Felicia. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So I want to ask you, and you probably touched on it a little bit, but what do you feel is your purpose to your organization? So my purpose is something which is very, very clearly written even on my on my website. It is to develop transformational leaders who can innovate, influence, and who can implement with speed and serenity, regardless of the economy, so that the country thrives, the people thrive, and the organizations thrive. And uh, you know, if I was to break this down, I would simply say that, that many people they feel that you know, if the economy is great, I can thrive, or you know, if my if just my boss is good. I think I'll be able to make it. Or if I just have that right environment and if I am in that right job, that right place, oh, guess what? I'm going to do wonders. And that day never comes, you know, they, they never have that perfect boss or the perfect organization. And then, uh, you know, we have people who are always working towards developing more and more skills and yet they are not able to make it. So the entire purpose is based on the foundation that, Success is within you and you're going to carry it with you every single day, wherever you are. I love it. I love it. So is it safe to say that your title is in an executive coach? And can you talk a little more about that for those who really don't understand what an executive coach is? Yes, Felicia, that's right. Um, it is, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm more well known as an executive coach. Um, in fact, even the Times Award that you mentioned was for the executive coaching. Um, a lot of people, they believe that, you know, coaching is something they should do as, you know, when they reach to the top, when they, when they've really made it. And I believe that, uh, yes, that that's, that's a great thought. I, I coach a lot of CEOs of companies, a lot of uh, uh, very high end senior leaders, but that coaching is really different from what I coach senior, uh, what I coach first-time managers or managers who want to rise through the ranks or, or leaders who really want to become great leaders while they are here. So I have seen that there's a lot of difference between both the, you know, both the levels of coachings that we do. Okay. Okay. And you know what? And I'm glad that uh, you touched on the type of clients that you work with, because that was going to be my next question. And I know that you work with all types of leaders from 500 fortune countries to head of organizations. So can you talk a little bit about some of the clients that you work with? Sure. Um, like I mentioned, you know, most of them are from the corporate world. Um, most of them are either leaders, first-time leaders or leaders who are growing and want to rise to the ranks, who want to make sure that they get known as one of the best leaders in, 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 in their uh, industry. That's one set, of, uh, one set of clients. And the others are those who are already CEOs. They are already CXOs and CIOs of companies. 
and they really want to leave a legacy. You know, they want to do something different. They want to know next, what's next in for them. How do they really make sure that they hand over the company in one of the best possible ways that they can. They want to know how to internalize themselves and, and, and to really you know, get, get onto that track that they can move ahead outside of the corporate world and be known for something bigger than what they are doing currently. So those are the two sets that, uh, you know, that, that I've been coaching. That's awesome. Wonderful, wonderful. So one of your philosophies is that leadership starts and ends with you. Um, you believe that you can achieve success in any economy. I want to ask you, do you believe that for this economy that we're living in now with everything going on, that that's still true? Absolutely. Definitely. That's the reason the book has been written. And guess what? The book has been written during the pandemic. You know, uh, uh, it got published in uh, June of June, no, uh, September of 2020. Mm-hmm. And the title was very apt for that time, Achieve Unstoppable Success in Any Economy. You know, because Felicia, it's, it's, it's basically wherever you are, your mm-hmm. success, like I said, it is really based on the fundamental truth that of the philosophy that I speak of, the concept that success is within you. So either you are carrying success within you and if, you're, if you do not succeed, if, if you're failing, that failure is also inside, coming from inside of you. So, you know, we really need to change that definition in the corporate world and in the business world that it's really not about the outside factors and the numbers or, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not about how the government is or how the economy is or how my boss is. Mm-hmm. It's really about me. So when you say, um, you know, leadership starts and ends with you, it's mm-hmm. basically saying that you can be a leader regardless of your title, your position, your circumstances. It really doesn't matter where you are. You've got to grow where you are planted. You, you've, you've got that in you. Exactly. So, you know, that, that achieve unstoppable success in any economy is, is based on that fact that Today, it's the pandemic. Tomorrow, it may be something else. How long are you going to wait for the circumstances to change? Definitely, there are techniques and tools that you can manage with. And and, uh, the book proves that, you know, because it has interviews of some of the very top leaders in the world who, who are achieving in any economy. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you give hope to a lot of us out here who are just trying to survive and stay above water and and just to let us know that it is possible, especially, you know, you're not looking at what's in front of you, your circumstances, but you're continuing on with your life and you're planning your life as you go along. Because like you said, one point that you brought up, Pale, that I love is that, you know, we've been in this pandemic for two years, over two years now. We don't don't know when it's going to stop. We don't know when it's going to end. You know, every time we turn around, there's a new variant, there's a new strain, and we cannot live our life in fear. You know, we have to trust the man upstairs, the universe to supply us with what we need and keep a positive attitude. And that's one of the reasons why I love having you on today, because everything about you is positive. Everything you talk about, you put out there in the universe is positive, and we need a lot more of that. So also, you have a podcast as well, and your podcast is the Pale Nayawani Leadership Podcast. Tell us a little bit about that and some of the topics you discuss. 
So, um, yeah, it's uh, the, the, the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast is basically rooted in, in helping people become leaders. And uh, we have a lot of uh, guest speakers who come on the podcast. These are uh, CEOs of some big multinationals. Um, uh, you know, you you name the multinationals, and 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 we have them on our podcast with a very simple cause, with a very simple purpose. That it's from people like these. You know, when you stand on their shoulders, is when you will be able to see the road ahead. They have taken that road. They know where the pitfalls are. They know exactly, like they say, you know, success leaves clues. These are the people who are leaving the clues. So, uh, you know, the more you imbibe their philosophies, their learnings and use that and bring it to the present and, and, and really apply that in the present situation and tweak it to the way you want to tweak it. I think it really opens up the doors for so many of the leaders who are looking and aspiring to grow. So one aspect of the podcast is the guests that we have. Another aspect of the podcast is, um, you know, leadership nuggets that I keep sharing on uh, on the podcast. So uh, it, it started, like I said, with a very simple purpose that it's going to help you to know what's the way ahead for you and who better can teach us than these leaders who have walked that path. I love it. I love it. Um, because you bring not only great content, but you bring quality and you're, you're bringing leaders that are already doing what you were talking about as well as yourself. And, uh, for, and I have uh, been honored to be a guest on your podcast. Um, Absolutely. Also, <laughs> and I have I can, listened. I, I remember that conversation, uh, Felicia. It was <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I must tell the listeners to have one, one listen to it because, uh, you know, the way you spoke about so many different aspects of, mm -hmm. of business, of women, of, of, you know, just embracing everything. I think that was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, before you and I had started talking on the podcast, um, I'm all about empowering women. I'm all about um, empowering strong leaders. And I think that a lot of women, uh, sometimes they shy away from their light. Um, from their gifts that they can give to the world and make a difference. And, you know, it, it's easy to get intimidated, especially when you're in a room full of people where you're standing there and you're like, how did I get here? But um, you're in that room for a reason. You know, you, you, you're having conversations with people that you never thought that you would have conversations with or even meeting people along the way, such as yourself. I remember, uh, and we're going to be taking a break shortly, but I remember uh, real quick when you and I met and uh, we were talking and uh, it just seems like uh, the conversation we were having, we both were like in such agreement with it. There was such uh, simplicity there, but there was all it wasn't about ego. It wasn't about uh, uh, trying to um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, compete or anything. We were just two women talking about our businesses and changing lives and making a world a better place. And I appreciate that uh, about you. So coming back from break, uh, we're about to take a break now, have to pay some bills. Uh, we are going to be asking Bael some more questions and uh, picking her brain a little bit while we have her. So we will talk to you when we come back.
Philadelphia Women's Network Connection is a premier women's networking group. We help professional businesswomen and solo women entrepreneurs who lack exposure in the marketplace learn how to find untapped resources to grow their business and find connections with professionals that get proven results. If you're ready to become a full-time entrepreneur, we're ready to support you with a variety of resources. Visit phillywnc.org to get started. That's phillywnc.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Unapologetically Me with host Felicia Schenken. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please send an email to unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. That's unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. And now back to Unapologetically Me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am Felicia Schenken, your host for Unapologetically Me. Today, we are having a great conversation with Bayel Najiani, and it's coming from India. So I am so excited to have her as a guest today. So when we left off before we went to the break, um, Bayel, one of the questions I want to ask you is you are known for transforming over one million lives. That is impressive, to say the least. How did this come about? Oh, uh, you know, you've taken me years back, Felicia, really, you've taken me years <laughs> back. So let me tell you that number that you, uh, you know, that, 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 that has got associated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, years back when I started in this field, I think it was the year of 2007 when I, when I stepped out of corporate America to do what I'm doing. I remember, uh, you know, I started very, you know, in a very humble way, very small. And uh, I, at that time, I would not be invited to these huge corporates. I used to be invited mainly in, you know, uh, extremely small business owners, associations and and, and organizations. Mm -hmm. That's where I started from. And um, I still remember the days where I was invited and uh, not a single person would turn up in that show. And there was times when I was invited and only one person would show up in the room. And I would give that session completely for two hours for that one person. Mm. And how that numbers went from one to a million was a huge journey, you know. Um, it, 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 every time, you know, from one and I would see two audiences and I would still go and give that session with the same energy level that I would have, even if there were thousands of people now in the room. And every step I would cross, but I was there was not a single instance I can remember where I must have said, you know, taken a step back and said, oh, it's only one person. Do you want to reschedule it? And I can come back later. Hmm. So I think somewhere, uh, somewhere when I think about it, I feel today I can, you know, when I'm speaking in a room full of people, you know, there are thousands of people uh, I've spoken now at on, on huge uh, platforms. And even back then, when I was speaking to one person, I think today that's helped me a lot because today in a room of Thousands of people, I still speak to one person at a time. Wow. You know what? I love that. I love that you said that because a lot of times when people see leaders such as yourself and they're moving internationally, they're talking to different organizations, different groups and different things like that, they don't see leaders as people. 
They see leaders as someone that is untouchable or they can't attain that status or anything. And I love that you reminded us that you gave the same energy to one or two people as if you were giving it to thousands of people. And I think in doing that, it probably kept you humble um, because that person, yes, that one person paid to be there, just like thousands of people have paid to be there. So why should you shortchange them or give them anything less? I love that. And thank you for sharing that. Yes, absolutely. So you're a busy woman and you wear a lot of hats. I want to congratulate you on everything that you're doing. When do you find time to do it all? And when do you sleep? (laughs) <laughs> That's a really wonderful question. I don't know from where you got that question, but it's really nice. Uh, I don't. I've not been asked that in many of my uh, media interviews, except I think one that was with Thrive Global. Um, but here's the thing: I don't think many people know I love to sleep. Uh, so basically, if uh, I need undisturbed sleep, I cannot mm-hmm. take stress on myself because I don't like to sleep with stress. So. Uh, I, I I love to sleep. That's that's one. Um, do I get time to? Uh, how do I get time? So initially, I was wearing a lot of hats because you know you're 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 an entrepreneur and you know that you know when you start off, you're doing everything from marketing right. to uh, writing your blogs to basically meeting clients and and doing the accounts, the billing, the you know everything. And I think at that time, it's easier to do that because you don't have a lot of business either at that time. So, you know, you know that you can manage the different hats. And as time grows, uh, I always tell entrepreneurs, make sure you expand your team. Don't be a single-handed person who feels, oh, you know what, I've earned around, say, um, you know, you know $10,000 in the year and I really need to save out of it. Not really. Mm-hmm. You really, that, that money is supposed to go back into your business. That's the reason you earned it. So, you know, if you follow that philosophy, you will expand your team, you'll be able to expand much more. But if you're going to hold on to that money in the bank, unless it is, you know, a do and die situation for you and your family, I would say that money is not Mm -hmm. yours. That money is for the business. That money is for the purpose that you have built and it's for the people. So I think that's uh, that really plays on the minds of the entrepreneurs that how do mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, uh, w- you know, will I get time? And that's how you begin to get time. Initially, you will not. But later on, you know, as you expand, you do get the time. And again, it all depends on which direction you're going. Uh, Felicia, I'll be very honest. I do not go in many directions. I have a single <laughs> path and that's what I'm traveling. I'm just in one vehicle and that's it. <laughs> Wow. You know what? I like that because I, my company, the Philadelphia Women's Network Connection is still an infant. Uh, She'll be three years old. Yeah, I yeah, I know yes. it's hard to believe because I've done so much. It seems like she's and you don't even realize it's come to the third year, you know? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <sighs> and I, I can appreciate what you said about not working. Um, right now, of course, I'm still doing a lot of things myself. Um, because she still is a young company and, you know, trying to find the right people to surround yourself with that not only see the vision of your company, but also that you can work with because of course, everyone you can't work with. So my question to you, Bea, how long were you working by yourself before you start forming your tribe or your team and you started seeing the success that you have uh, continuously embarked on? 
think it did take a lot of time. You know, uh, if I was go back to 2007, I think uh, not until 2012 or 13 was when I had my very first person who joined me. And then it's really not easy because, you know, at that time, you don't know whether uh, you'll be able to afford them or or not. So uh, that was the time we started. Today, we have uh, around 10, you know, eight in the US and two in, uh, in, in India. So mm-hmm. I think it just takes time to build that up. And again, uh, I always tell people, you know, you don't have to really go with my or anyone's experience. Uh, maybe maybe someone else's situation is is different. They have the capital initially that they would like to hire someone and, they've, and, and they're just ready for it. So you really don't have to wait for those years. It all depends what your circumstances and what field you are. In the field I am, initially, you really don't need that much of a, of a, of a team as such. You know, you're single-handedly, right. you're doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. You need a good assistant um, because yeah. you need someone that is an extension of you. And um, exactly. it, it's so funny because I asked you this question because I know oftentimes when I'm being interviewed, I'm asked the same question too. They're like, Felicia, how do you get it all done? Um, yeah. You know, running two new businesses and, you know, pay out, it comes back to everything else. When you're in the corporate world, you're working hard for someone else to help build their dream. So why not have that energy into what it is that you want to do for yourself? You know, my husband in the beginning of the journey couldn't understand why there was sometimes it was 12 hours that I was working in this business. Now he kind of understands more because he doesn't have that entrepreneurial mindset. But now since he have seen how I have grown the company, he gets it. He gets it. So he was like, okay, well, you do whatever it is that you need to do. And oh, yeah. uh, it's a long journey. Exactly. It definitely is a long journey. So I know you did talk about in your downtime that you do like to sleep and things like that. But what other things do you like to do in your downtime? Um, I like to watch movies and, and I'll be very honest. Uh, I don't get much of a downtime because of the, uh, of, of the service that industry that I am in, but whenever I do, I, I love to watch movies with my family, both Hollywood and Bollywood. Um, I'm a very, very family oriented person, extremely family oriented. So, um, you know, my two girls, I, I like to spend time with them, my my husband, my two girls and me, we would love to watch movies together. So uh, that's that's something I love to do. I love to read as, you know, if, if I do get an opportunity to read something out of my profession. Mm-hmm. So these are the few things I, I really look forward to. Oh, wow. Well, you and know one what? more I'll add. I, I like to play golf. Oh, really? Wow. Golf. I'm you not know a golfer. What? <laughs> uh, not, not a very great golfer. But uh, in time to come, I do want to make sure that I, I really uh, embark that journey and, uh, you know, take some classes on it because I love golf. You know what? It's funny that you say that because my husband and I were having this conversation a couple of weeks uh-huh. ago. Some of the biggest opportunities and uh, business decisions are made on the golf course. Oh, I agree to that. And I can stand by that. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because you have to focus so much? It's it's a very focused game. Uh, I I tried it. uh, I, you know, I couldn't do it. I think my mind was racing too much, but it's a very focused game. And I guess because it is focused, it gives you that opportunity to talk about different things. Yes. Yes. No, it's lovely. It's lovely. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm glad that you enjoy it. <laughs> so um, you've been awarded by the Times Group 
and recognized as the most influential personality in the leadership speaker and coaching category. Congratulations. That's amazing. Tell us a little bit about this recognition. I think the recognition comes, um, you know, when you have the passion to do what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it, I, I'll be very honest. Initially, when I started off and I would see, oh, you know what? People people are getting awards and people are getting, uh, you know, recognized and they're getting famous. And I would always wonder, you know, would that be something which is possible, uh, you know, for me? But then I realized, you know, it is you you really don't go behind awards you really don't go behind uh, you know these uh, outer extensions of success mm-hmm. and you've really got to make sure that you if you really want to go run behind something if you really want to pursue something it has mm-hmm. to be excellence it yes. cannot be anything else so if you want to pursue excellence that's where everything else lies and um, uh, you know before i had even got recognized here I had already been uh, recognized for being one of the only women of Indian descent, like a woman of color, especially mm-hmm. of in, yep. from India, to be in the field of leadership, speaking and book writing. And uh, that I think broke the ceiling first before anything else. Wow. Leading the way for other women in India to follow in your footsteps and not only in India, but just all over the world to let everyone know that it is possible that a woman can do and is doing not, you know, so many things. Time has changed. Time has really changed and women are evolving. Um, I think uh, the conversation you and I were having one time, we said, you know, who would know or even think that the United States would have a woman vice president and one day one day president, you know, to uh, give that hope and inspiration to young women all over the world. And and that's one thing that I am definitely heavy into is um, talking and um, helping the community, but also giving back to the community with young women and talking to them and coaching them. Do you work a lot, Payel, with young women? Uh, not a whole lot, but, uh, but yes, you know, uh, just like, just like you have your platform, which has this great initiative of helping women, you know, uh, come up. So my work involves both men and women and more men because, you know, of the nature, the way the corporate is set up, uh, you know, right. even if you talk about the numbers and the gender biases and, and, and everything, uh, mm-hmm. we still see a lot of men in the executive roles. We still, uh, we still are getting there when it comes to the to, to the women getting there. So my my work with the women comes, you know, at different levels. And like I said, especially at the senior levels or, or people who are already into the leadership roles. Um, these are the women who, like you, like you mentioned, initially, I think when you and I were talking, you mentioned that, you know, so many women get stuck and they are not able yes. to grow. So these are the right. type of women who I want to help and I'm and I am helping to grow by leaps and bounds without having to be uh, any, you know, without looking at the biases or without looking at anything external. How do you really empower yourself and grow into positions that you're looking at? Yes, I love it. I love it. You know, it's it's I like how you said that as far as growing into the levels that you can grow into. Because a lot of times, again, you know, one of the things that I see, especially working with women in my group, is um, they look at others and they're like, well, that's not obtainable for me. 
And I hate to hear that because it's like, it is attainable. Mindset is everything. You know, first of all, you have to have the mindset, you know, uh, a man thinketh, you know, what a man thinketh, that's what he is. So if you think Mm -hmm. that you are okay, then that's what you're going to be. You know, every morning I get up, of course, I start my day with prayer, but um, I, I, I say to myself, okay, what can I do today that was better than yesterday as far as me? Not looking at anyone else, not looking left, not looking right, but just looking straight ahead and staying within the mission of my organization. And what can I do to bring more value to my organization, to the women, to what it is that I do? I also say um, I can give you the plate of food. I can give you the utensils. I can even give you the table to sit at, but it's up to you to eat the meal. So if you don't eat the meal, yes, yes. You know, if you don't eat the meal, there is nothing else that I can do, but I did my 80% and now the 20% is on you. So we're going to be going to uh, another break. We have to, of course, pay some bills, but uh, we're having a wonderful conversation with Bayel today. So uh, we will talk with her a little more when we come back. Philadelphia Women's Network Connection is a premier women's networking group. We help professional businesswomen and solo women entrepreneurs who lack exposure in the marketplace learn how to find untapped resources to grow their business and find connections with professionals that get proven results. If you're ready to become a full-time entrepreneur, we're ready to support you with a variety of resources. Visit phillywnc.org to get started. That's phillywnc.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Unapologetically Me with host Felicia Schenken. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please send an email to unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. That's unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. And now back to Unapologetically Me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, this is Felicia Shankin. I am your host of Unapologetically Me. We are having a wonderful conversation today with Payel Nayani. Uh, great conversation coming from India. So India, if you're out there, welcome, welcome, welcome. So we had left off now. You had said that most people are operating today in a mode of survival rather than thriving at their work. There's a lot of fear amongst people about being laid off from work that, you know, leaders who take up extra work to get job stability. Looks like everyone is wanting to survive instead of thriving. So can you share with us uh, what are the five steps? Well, first of all, you can answer that question and then share with us what are the five steps you can take to make sure you thrive at your work and be indispensable in your industry? Oh, that's a lovely question, uh, Felicia. What what uh, people are doing these days is truly that they are s- surviving, and and it's not just for today that it's the pandemic. That's why they are surviving, and they are in that operating in that mode. Mm-hmm. This has been the way people operate in the corporate world for years. You know, they wake up in the morning, they will you know get all the work done, they will rush to office, 
work on the laptops, get all the work done, meet people and, you know, get the job done and they're back home. And by the time they leave the organization, you know, for the day, they are, they, they're not feeling fulfilled. And they're always worried, you know, oh, what if I am laid off? You know, what if, uh, you know, my project fails? What if tomorrow I'm, I don't grow? So they're always working in that fear rather than working in a mode of thriving that, hey, you know what? Every single day when I come to work, I bring success with me inside the company. Every single day, I'm making a difference at my work. I'm growing. I am letting people grow and I'm leading a fulfilled life. So mm-hmm. rather than living in that fear of losing your job and then you take up more, more work because you want job stability and, you know, you're working harder and harder and harder. But again, you still have that sword hanging up, you know, on you that, hey, you know, what if tomorrow I am, you know, uh, I am, uh, uh, you know, taken out of the office or what if I lose my job? Right. So. We don't want people to, to, to work like this because if you're going to work like this, I, I can almost assure you your productivity is not going to be 10x. In fact, it's going to be pretty low. Right. And no apps in the world are going to help you to bring that productivity up. And so um, in, in, my, in my second book that's Achieve Unstoppable Success in Any Economy, I had mentioned that one of the biggest cause that we are seeing lack of productivity in, 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 in employees or in leaders or in organizations is purely because people are working in a mode of surviving. They are yes. not thinking of survive, thriving, so they will never play big. They will never have big ideas. So that's the context of, you know, survival versus uh, thriving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, the five steps that I had written uh, uh, in there, and I think I had also written this some, some, somewhere else, I don't know where, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I would say, you know, one of them would be uh, increase your value. What mm. happens is, you know, people, what they do is they... Uh, uh, you know, they, they don't work on themselves. They work on their jobs. Mm. And rather than that, I tell people, work on yourself, work on improving your skills, your abilities, your thinking process, your creativity, your, uh, you know, differentiate yourself from, from others, you know, and that's only possible when you are willing to increase, you know, your value. Mm-hmm. So, so one is that. Um, second, I can remember is um, be an energy gainer. Many people, what happens is they get into the office in a in a state of mind where they're always complaining. They're always, you know, uh, carrying that baggage, heavy baggage of complaints, of anxiety, of tension. And right. because they're operating in that mode, they're always, you know, blaming everyone mm-hmm. and they're losing out their energy. And this energy you have to use for your creativity and for your uh, innovation. Mm. So you you have to be an energy gainer. You have to know how to increase your value. You have to, um, uh, you know, uh, after energy gainer, I would say you have to demand more for your, from yourself. Oh, you know, I like that. As a, yeah, because, uh, you know, what happens is we reach a certain place and then we say, oh, you know, now I'm operating in a state of uh, my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And then you're always working to get out of the comfort zone. There is no, there is nothing like getting out of your comfort zone. Right. There, the comfort zone has to be expanded that, hey, you know what? I have reached level five. Now, level five is my comfort zone. So mm-hmm. let me expand it to level six. 
Now, level six is my comfort zone. So there will always be a comfort zone. You're never going to be out of it, to be honest. Right. How are you expanding that comfort zone? You know, so you demand more from yourself at all times. Mm. Uh, the other one, I think I said three, right? Um, yes. The, the, the fourth one I would say is, uh, you know, be a step ahead of everyone else. Be a step ahead in your industry. Be ahead. Take a step ahead um, and think ahead of time. You know, I'm not saying you plan the future or anything, but uh, you know, you begin to see what the trends are like and be ahead in your industry, you know, be ahead in your thinking process of where things are going to uh, uh, take you and where the things are going in your work. You know, if you're going to come nine to five and just work and, and leave, mm-hmm. it's not it, definitely you're going to be worried about survival after that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the last one I would say is uh, focus on your actions a whole lot. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, the, the, the time people take from ideation to execution, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's just a whole lot. You need to reduce that time. You need to go quick because today's workforce, today's generation and today's business era, you know, is not about first movers. It is about fast movers. Who's yes. moving faster than you? Yes. You know, someone may be first at inventing something, but who has made it faster? Who has gone, taken it ahead faster? So reduce the time between your ideation and execution and, and concentrate on taking actions daily. I love it. I love it. I love it because you dropped so many jewels in those five steps that you've given us. Uh, the growth within yourself be ahead of your competition. What would you say if I was a new woman coming into business and say like I wanted to do something such as yourself, coaching, coaching, life coaching, anything like that, what would be some of, give me like three tips, really good tips that you would give me? I would say the number one would be uh, focus on your people. Mm. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of times what happens is entrepreneurs are very busy focusing on their product on their service but they don't realize that it is for the person that you are creating so you've got to focus more on your um, on your people mm-hmm. you've got to really understand when i say uh, nice which means their needs interest concerns expectations and their hopes so the need uh, that's where you need to put the focus on you know their needs interest um, their concerns, their hopes, and their expectations. That's the niche that we uh, love talk about. Uh, second, yeah, because we don't concentrate uh, mm-hmm. much there, right? Um, second is build your MVP, which mm. is you've got to become the most valuable person in your industry. If someone thinks of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, someone thinks of a product or someone thinks of a service, is your name on top of their mind? So that's another thing that you want to really remember. And the third I would tell them is uh, you've got to maintain a state of equilibrium in your life because a life yes. of an entrepreneur, you know, it, it just goes <laughs> like, a, like a ride, you know, roller coaster yes. ride, which you know. <laughs> so what happens is when we get something, you know, especially in the initial uh, phases of the entrepreneurship, when you get uh, a contract when you get a you know client a product anything you get very excited right. and when you don't you really go down the ladder 
Mm-hmm. And that's not a very good space to be because then, you know, you, you don't have that energy to really get back up. So maintain a state of equi- uh, equilibrium, you know, whether it is happiness, whether it is sadness, whether you've got a client, whether you lost a client, just remind yourself that everything is temporary. You follow the law of impermanence, that everything is temporary, nothing is permanent. If I have a client today, that's temporary. If I don't have business tomorrow, that's temporary too. And that will get you keep going at all times. You will not need any motivation or anyone from outside to come and push you out. You know you are in a state of, you're following the law of impermanence. I love it. I love it. And I'm glad that you said that because I, when I started uh, this organization uh, almost three years ago, I would get into my head as far as numbers. Um, Like you said, things are temporary. You know, you as well as I know that when we're setting up events or we're doing anything, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of energy that you put into this. You might be putting enough energy to a conference or something for months, and then you don't have the type of uh, response or the show up rate that you were hoping for. And then it's so easily to get into your mind and start thinking, well, could I have done this a little differently? Could I have market a little earlier? Could I have market less? Could I, you know, you start getting into your mind and you forget the people that have showed up. Those are the ones that you focus on, you, you know, and I think you had mentioned that earlier when you were talking, um, you know, when you started off with your talks and everything that you would give the same energy to that one person or two people in the room that you would give thousands. So I, you know, I had to get out of my headspace. I had to be like, well, the people that are here were the ones that were supposed to be here. And then after I got out of my headspace with that, then I started like focusing a little more on my mission again, because it's so easy to get off of your mission when you're looking at things that really are not relevant to your organization. And I yeah. think that's probably, I'm sure you can relate to this. That's probably um, a lot of the things that come into your mind as you are an entrepreneur building things. Uh, and, you know, I always tell people, I say every, before every interview, whether I'm doing one or uh, being interviewed myself, I'm always nervous. I'm always nervous. That's never going to change. It's a part of me. And I'm sure that you probably can relate to that. Yes. Yes. And I think that's the best part of it because nervousness uh, really makes you uh, be more prepared than you ever would be. So even after doing this for 20 plus years now, I still make sure that I am practicing and I'm preparing. (laughs) (laughs) And if you guys could see uh, what Paya looks like, she looks like uh, she looks like she's in her 30s. So when you're talking about (laughs) how long you've been doing this, it's hard to believe Yes, I, I, my, my, my older daughter is 20 years old. Can you beat that? <laughs> no, I can't believe it. I can't believe it because you look so well. So I want to touch on your books. Um, you were talking about two books. Uh, let us know about your first one and the second one. Sure. Um, uh, the, you know, the first one is success is within. Uh, it talks about the. It talks about the. Uh, the best part is that it doesn't have chapters. It doesn't say chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. It says karma one, karma two, karma three. 
I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because because the book is based on what type of a mindset that you need to make inside of you, you need to internalize before you step out there. And what are some of these mindsets that are being followed by some of the most successful people in the world? Mm -hmm. And because of my association with these people, uh, I put down everything in the books. So every book has true techniques and and uh, uh, and tools that you will not find very openly available on public domains because they do not say all this out there mm -hmm. but working with them coaching with them that gave me that exposure so the first book has things like you know what no, karma one karma two like for example karma one is mind your mind mm -hmm. you know, we don't think of this in the corporate world we think everything is so much to do with our numbers and results that we forget that everything begins in the mind of a leader and that's where every innovation, every creativity comes. So how are these successful people taking care of their mind? What are they doing? So, you know, those are the types of things written there. Okay. And um, uh, the second book, um, it uh, so the, basically the first book uh, is on that. And the second book answers the question that why do we have such a huge gap between exceptional leaders, like few exceptional leaders and mm -hmm. many leaders who are average, who are struggling, who are doing their best, but still the needle is not moving. They are not getting to that you know, place that they really want to get. What's creating that gap is answered in the second book, Achieve Unstoppable Success in Any Economy. Uh, again, it has um, all the tools and techniques uh, and, and that those chapters are called mantras. Okay. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, it is about the mantras that are being applied and practiced by some of the successful leaders in the world uh, that they would definitely, uh, you know, swear by, by, you know, they would definitely practice them. They don't have a single day without it. And that's mm -hmm. what's brought them up to where they are. So both, and the third one is coming up uh, uh, in a few months. Wonderful, wonderful. What a great conversation today. Thank you, Paya, for being on today. Let everyone know how they can get in contact with you. Thank you so much to you for inviting me. And, you know, the exceptional work that you are doing, Felicia, is like, uh, you know, you're putting women together and you're bringing them together on your platform. So thank you for inviting me. It's, it's a real honor for me, honestly, to be here. And uh, I, I love connecting with people. So the two places they can keep in touch with me is on my LinkedIn. Uh, you know, if you if you send me, a, you know, if anyone who's hearing this, uh, you know, if they drop me a line that they heard us on Voice America, I'll be very happy to accept the connection. And you can also follow on my Instagram page where we put up a lot of leadership resources and the Payal Nanjani Leadership Podcast can be subscribed. Absolutely. Wonderful. So again, thank you for being a wonderful, wonderful guest. I enjoyed our conversation. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us today. If you would like to be a sponsor or sponsor a show or know about sponsorship opportunities, sponsorship ads for your business and so on, please reach out to us at unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. That's unapologeticallyme Five zero at gmail.com. If you would like to ask questions again to be included in our next show, which will be next month, please send to unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. Have a wonderful rest of your February, and I will talk to you next month with another fabulous guest. Take care and stay well. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Me with Felicia Schenken. New shows come out every month, so keep checking back for our new content on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again very soon. 